A small intelligent car named Brum, who lives in a motor museum, heads off into the big city in search of adventures. Brum meets new people and helps them as he explores the world. Where's he going to go? Like, different car parks and stuff. He's a car. In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called... The Unexplained Legends. In the 1940s, a man witnessed a bizarre incident on an island off the west coast of Ireland. What he saw would go on to baffle him for the rest of his life. This week on Unexplained Legends, the Iron Islands alien encounter. Well, I've actually got a weird fact for you. Do you know that the people who hijacked the plane on 9-11 mm-hmm. were found watching Brum just before it? Is that true? Yeah. Oh, where did you find that out? I can't tell you. You can't, you can't reveal can't your sources, you. can you? It's like ger- journalistic privilege, is it? Yeah, something like that. The- <laughs> Welcome, listeners, to this week's episode of The Unexplained Legends. I'm Roger O'Sullivan, and with me, as always, is... Dennis Expanding Stomach Len. And together we are the Unexplained Legends. Uh, why is your stomach expanding? Dennis? Well, I can't measure how much pasta I'm meant to ingest at any one time. So. I saw that. I saw that, right? Earlier, I saw you cooking pasta for yourself. And I saw you pour out an enormous plate of pasta. <laughs> Stupid. Absolutely crazy. Mount pasta. Crazy plate Do you know when pasta. I poured it out? Yeah. I was a little bit embarrassed. You should you I, And have the been. air in the room changed. I knew yeah. you noticed because it kept coming out. You should have. You should have been embarrassed. You were rightly embarrassed. There is enough left on that plate now that that c- could feed another individual person. A, a week. A yeah. week person. Well, wait, a week one. I thought yeah. you were saying for a week. No, wouldn't even feed me for a minute. You know what's even worse? What? I had to tell myself not to eat it all. No, you didn't. And my stomach is mangled now. Well, then tell. Come on, run through for the listener. Give us. Give us the recipe. All right. The recipe is basically pasta, but you have to get it from two packets. So you have to get it from the fresh packet at the front of the cupboard. And okay. then you reach into the back and thank the Lord that you don't have to use the macaroni shapes that you're storing on the top shelf. You're never really going to use unless you're in dire straits. Right. You add in the the two little curly ones. Thank God they were the same. Um, different colors, though, because one of them's gone off and covered in black dots. And then you just you just whack that in. Do it by eye. So um, And then you just wait until they, they get to the consistency that you like, which is usually um, about five minutes after I've... Popped it in there, just real crunch off of it, and then you just serve it up, and you just keep on eating because uh, you've an insatiable appetite and probably a tapeworm. And does that have all the nutrition that a growing adult? Might you don't need? need anything else other than pasta. Really? Yeah. Is that true? I, I get my pasta off my protein. Here's a good one for you. Here's a good one for you. <laughs> Here's a good. We should be sponsored by them. Here's a good one for you. It, you're in a bunker. Forget desert island discs. Bunker five bunker meals. Nineteen forty something. What? No. What? Oh, we're in a bunker. And we're in a bunker. Yeah. You you can only have five items in the bunker. Mm-hmm. What are you picking? Like, like so you have food w- items. You, yeah. So you have water. You have water, and you have cooking utensils, and you have salt and pepper and stuff like that. It's nothing. So you have you have like accoutrements and stuff. It's purely just your your five things you're bringing. And this into just keeps on like self replicating. Um. Yeah. These are the only five things that you stocked up on. Yeah. Rice, chicken. Okay. Curry, vegetables, and Neapolitan ice cream. 
They've all gone off. Sorry, man. No, <laughs> they've all gone off. Sorry. I think you gave me too many choices. No, we checked and they've all gone off. Um, you got a little package this um, this week. I did. Yeah, and most other weeks. <laughs> what did you get? Hey, what, <laughs> what, did no. you, what did you get in the door? Not at all. You want to know what I got in the door? Yeah, <laughs> I got you. Can I just say what, yeah. they, what you did to me though? What? So I, I I got the package off the package man, brought it in, put it up in the the kitchen. Mm. I said, oh, I think that's like something from like might be protein or something. He said, no, 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 that's not what it is. And then you explained the concept behind it. Never revealed what the item was. Don't did I not? No, you didn't. Oh, I. So now for the listeners and me, what did you get in this mystery box? So for the listeners, um, I was ordering a Pokemon jumper. Yeah, I was ordering a Pokemon jumper, and the company I was ordering it from said, "Hey, would you like a free gift with your Pokemon jumper?" Would and I, I what? Yeah, of course I'll take a free gift. The free gift, believe it or not, Dennis, was an unsold loot crate. If you remember that. A loot crate. Like loot a crate. gaming loot crate or something. Yeah. Like an, unsold, uh, an unsold one mm-hmm. from May 2019. That's the date that's on it. And they said, would you like this? And I said, what? More rubbish in my room? Yes, I'll take that. Thank you very much. Do, do, do you want to run down on what was in it then? Yes, please. Okay. Um, an iron-on, an iron-on overwatch patch. For your clothes. Yeah, for my okay. clothing. So I'll put that on, I don't know, maybe a suit jacket. Yeah, nice, maybe. nice. Yeah, yeah, so, something like that. Maybe tails, you know, one of those jackets. Yes, yes, yeah. very much so. Uh, next thing was a really high-detailed figurine of everyone's favourite, everyone's favourite superhero, Captain Marvel. Of course. I mean, yeah. you know, I was going to go with Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, but yeah, no, there of, they were. Of course, it's Captain Marvel. And then... Uh, to be honest, actually, quite a nice little pen, uh, like a um, little blue pen. No, no, not not a not a writing pen. One of the pens you oh, put pen. in your jacket. Yeah, um, a, a, a quite nice one of them. That's like a, a kind of a cheeky banana. Yeah, uh, that that's quite nice. And then um, a T-shirt that no human could possibly fit in. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a super small. Um, anime t-shirt for child yeah and and what was the last thing oh yeah um four four individual (laughs) individual game of thrones themed ice cube molds oh okay so you what what do the ice cubes turn out as uh they, they turn out as the um the emblem of the stark house that's pretty cool stark wolf that's not bad yeah but have you ever gone i only want four ice cubes only four ice cubes, four tiny ice cubes. Oh, they're tiny. I thought I thought they were going to be like the size of your hand. No, they're the size of thimbles, I would say. So what would you give that box of shit out of 10 then? <laughs> well, <laughs> considering it was free and it told me it was containing £25 worth of mm-hmm. items, I would say I arguably the best part of it was the cardboard box. Ooh. I've gotten most use out of that. The rest... I think that they've they've done a remarkable thing where they've somehow managed to fly tip in my room. And just to go back on the banana, when you said cheeky banana, that's some sort of that's got its like its dick out or something. No, no, <laughs> he's like a banana peel. Yeah, turned. But he uh, says what he likes. <laughs> I, listen, he has some opinions. I'm not going to I'm not going to stand by everything he says. But he just has a little cheeky smile. Yeah, he's a little cheeky smile, and he is he gives you an annoying look. He's edgy. He's edgy. Is he? Does he have a kind of a podcast? Does he have like what kind of podcast would he have? Uh, he's the video podcast on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and it um, he brings on let's say alternative figures. Yeah, alternative, but not like cool alternative. More like right wing, is it or? 
I'm just well I won't say exactly it's hard to tell where these people lie in the political spectrum mm. but they're certainly a wild ride I'll tell you that much <laughs> alright what are we doing this week <laughs> this week Dennis we're continuing we're continuing our Irish theme here we go March isn't it yeah for St. Patrick's Day St. Patrick's Day which last week it took you I don't know how long to figure out that it was this month <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah that it was it was the Irish theme month neither of us as well should I say have any St. Patrick's Day gigs to my knowledge nope absolutely nope. none but here we are in London I want some more. All right, uh, so what are we doing this week? It's going to be Irish. Yeah, it's Irish themed, Dennis. Okay. What do you think it is? Well, because last week, what did we do? Oh, you fucking <laughs> bastard. What did we do? You we, ba- did, uh, we did uh, the Haunted House in Limerick. Y- yes, yes. Okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, are I- you that shocked? I am that shocked because I've just spent a week researching that. A week? Uh, yeah, a week. And then I tell you. <laughs> you don't spend a and week. And it goes in and out one ear. You, you come into me, you come into me and you go, we're in awful trouble. <laughs> You're in awful trouble. <laughs> we're in awful trouble. We've nothing done. All right, no. so last week we did the Haunted House. Yeah. Okay, so this week we're going to go into some sort of. Uh, well, that was Celtic mystery as well. So are we going to go with a creature? Uh, creature feature? Of, uh, you're not quite creature. Um, aliens? Mm, here, Irish oh, aliens. Here we go. Well, here we go. You've never heard Put of that, Put a pig under my you? arm. I did a huge deep dive. I bought research material. Bought an actual no book. No way. Yeah, a yeah. book with Co- pages in it. Yeah, Co- bought a book called Conspiracy of Silence. Um, the Secrets of UFOs in Ireland. I think that's what it's called. <sighs> it really blew my mind. I read, read through it very quickly and picked up a few, like, great stories. And I, I, I'd i say, without a doubt, we'll touch on stories of them from it in the future. But I picked my favourite one I came across. It, it's so unique, as far as I, I'm concerned. And it really, it really is, I think, quintessentially Irish. All right. Like, Give us the title. What is the title? The title, Dennis. I've given it this title. Okay. The Aran Island Alien Encounter. Roger, what are you doing to me? I'm going to the Aran Islands on Friday. You're not? I am. Why are you doing? Why? I'm going there Friday. What? You never told me that. I'm going back for a, a stag. And we're going to the Aran Islands on Friday morning, half seven. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that sends shivers oh, up me goose oh. now. I'm telling you, man. Oh, my Where, God. Which, which, which island is it? I, I can't tell you. You can't tell me. What do you I mean? I can't tell you. It's oh, more you, a conspiracy it, of silence it, right now. You'll become clear through, through the but story. But we'll find out which one it is. You, the worst thing is, is that I am i don't even know which island we're going to. I can't say which one it happened on. I okay. can't. Well, I, I, think, I think there's no better time to crack on with the lamestream narrative. Ireland has long had an association with the supernatural. Be it fairies, ghosts, or the dreaded banshee, Irish culture and mythology has no shortage of paranormal entities. However, it is perhaps not as readily associated with the world of extraterrestrials. Or so you would think. Oh, hey. oh no. I thought we were done there for a second. No, I no, thought no. the turkey was cooked. So you would think, though, Dennis, yeah? Because we said earlier that you did think it, but actually... 
In fact, Ireland too has its own fair share of unearthly visitors. At one point, even forming its own clandestine research association. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? They're going to contact us. No, are they still active? No, they're not. They're not still active. Are they in jail? No, no, they're not. Okay. Clandestine Research Association called the Irish UFO Research Centre, a loose offshoot of the famous British UFO Research Association. Although seemingly no longer active, the IUFORC... Can I just say, point out something there? Yeah. Right? I see what you're doing. What am I Can doing? you just read that last sentence again? Just... So I don't, I don't wrong you. Although seemingly no. There. Although seemingly what? No longer active. Seemingly no longer active. Yes. What are you trying to imply there? What? Do you Be- think they've gone underground? I tried to contact them. I knew you would. Why do you want to bring that on us? Because I thought they'd be good to interview. I mean, they might be, but I don't want them outside our door every day of the week. Like. So the only, the only website I could find that, that kind of referenced them is no longer active, no longer hosted. Mm. There is another group whose name I can't remember right now, but they seem to have taken over the mantle. So I might contact them. But they, they're different from this Irish UFO Research Centre. So basically, if you've not heard of the British UFO Research Association, BUFRA, some people call it, mm. that's quite well known. That comes up in like UFO stuff frequently enough. This, it was a group of people, a group of Irish people, that were associated with Bufra, who started their own Irish version of it. Okay, and that's called what? The Irish Researching Aliens? It was called the Irish UFO Research Centre. Oh, okay. Have, oh. You, have you never heard of the Irish Researching Aliens group, no? No, I haven't. That's funny. Yeah, no. That's strange. That's yeah. strange. And you were laughing as well when I said... Um, I, could see you, I could see you laughing a little bit when I was talking about ghosts and fairies and stuff at the start. Well, I was laughing because you it sounds, the way you're putting it, is that we're tripping over fairies and ghosts and goblins and stuff. Oh, we are. We are. More so than aliens and stuff. Okay, give me an example of happening to you. Fairy forts, man. Yeah, but an actual, like, did you encounter a fairy? Um, Do you know, have you encountered anything that's, that's backed up what you just said in the start? I've Because uh, it sounds like there's like You know Like in the morning There's rush hour Like there's I'm sure they've been about I might not have noticed them If I was busy But like they're, they're definitely You know You know fairies Were everywhere growing up uh, I've never seen one I mean yes There is a fairy fort Right next to my house Yeah I understand that But I've never seen any fairies I've never seen any of these Spooky things what's, No Like what's the What's what's the most Irishy thing Of that Nature that's happened to you Oh, oh! I would say not me directly, but my my dad, my dad, and I think his dad both had stories of seeing. Um, have you ever come across Jack O' Lantern? No. The that's like um, John Will o' the Wisp. No. <laughs> no. No. Okay, he's his friend. No, the um, it's like bog lights. Okay. And uh, seeing seeing like unearthly lights moving around in in the bogs. And that's like bog men going around with. Torches or something, is it? It's yeah, bog spirits, yeah. Okay. From like, but they need a lamp. They have they have an unearthly lamp that they use. You think they'd just have night vision or something, wouldn't you? No, because you have to think part of it is kind of spooking us as well. That's what they're out to do, like that's part of it. Of course it is. Yeah. They don't have much else to do. It's like a scheme. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, like that's going to be part of it. I think as well, uh fairy forts definitely featured a lot growing up. 
my childhood. We talk about them a lot. I accidentally peed on one. You told me this yeah. before, yeah. Yeah. And I, have you had bad luck since? No, everything's going great. <laughs> what are you laughing? At? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you little had, bollocks. You haven't had the best. You haven't had the best luck. Uh, no, I probably not. But like, you know, I mean, it could be worse. Surely, it could be. It could be worse. Oh right? yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, it could, could be. be it could be worse. Yeah, yeah. But when you're when theoretically, you're, I could be dead. When you're back home now again, next time you're back visiting, I'll suck the I would, piss out of the fairy fort. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd maybe make a bit of an offering, or I'd try to make peace. <laughs> when I wrote that first like sentence there, I did think if this was written by anyone other than me or an Irish person, I would lose my fucking mind. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was quite worried about like how jiggery pokery we were going to go with this. Yeah, but I thought it was good to play up that stuff because if we're being totally frank, to be serious here for a second, that stuff, if I talk to my parents about fairies or ghosts or the Banshee, my parents would not bat an eyelid. If I told them a story about a friend of mine who saw the Banshee, mm-hmm. my my parents would take that relatively seriously. I'm yeah. not messing. They, they would. Yeah. If I told them about a friend of mine who was abducted by aliens, they'd laugh me out of the house. I, I understand that. Yeah. I, I totally get that. Yeah. So what are you doing now? Well, what was your... You're basically saying you don't want to lose your... Like that kind of demographic off the bat. No, no, no but, but no. But my point is that I am trying to explain... When I talk about the UFO story, I'm trying to explain the fact that it's like... There, oh, yeah, it's like culturally you're trying to explain it, is it? Like yeah, you're yeah. You're just trying to give a background. You're not trying to... You're not actually... You don't actually believe any of that stuff is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not not saying. Why that. are you laughing? I'm not. Here, don't double negative me, man. No, I'm. I'm not going to say whether I do or don't believe in any of those things. Okay. Right, but my point is that the general. But don't you have to believe in these things? I do. I I I potentially do or don't, depending on the story. Uh, okay, fairies. Do you believe in them? If the story is good enough, I believe in it. Do you think fairies build fairy forts? I uh, well, no, actually, not exactly. Oh, really? I think that fairy forts are are built to appease the fairies. Okay, okay, all right. So, but they're they were built in, um, as to what the people thought at the time was a real threat, which you believe in was the fairies. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> no, no fucking potentialies. <laughs> Go on, carry on. Listen, right. Oh, the whole point with that was purely just to say that stuff is very culturally important in Ireland. Yeah, and people but, do, but you, you don't believe it. Listen, I'm not going to step on anyone's beliefs. <laughs> least of all yeah, my own yeah you have to step on some people's beliefs you can't let everyone away with it <laughs> back to the irish ufo research center right so although seemingly no longer active the iufo the iuforc such a bad name terrible it's the problem though with, with ireland like some countries get much better time of it acronyms and stuff yeah, yeah. i is just a terrible one to start oh. off with so, uh, although no longer active, the IUFORC received and oversaw countless fascinating stories. One such story being that of a young man who recalled witnessing something astounding just off the west coast of Ireland. Although he requested anonymity at the time of reporting the incident, I've given them the name Pat for ease of explanation. <laughs> Okay, cool. Man. What are you laughing about? <laughs> no, I think that's great. I think that's that's really really good. So he's he's anonymous in the story. Yeah, that he reported, right? Imagine if his name was Pat. <laughs> There's such a good chance his name is, is Pat. Well, why do you think I picked it? So I thought it was easier to just pick a name for him and just mm-hmm. say this is going to be this is the name for yeah. uh, for our, our protagonist. Okay, 
So, in December 1945, just after the end of World War II, Pat was preparing to travel to London in search of work, having found little luck in finding employment in his native Connemara. His time in Ireland being short, he'd made a point to go to a family gathering on one of the Aran Islands off the west coast of Ireland. While there was much drink and merriment to be had, Pat had been sure to keep his drinking to a minimum, as he had an appointment with a local ferryman at midnight that night in order to get back to the You said ferryman, yeah? Ferryman, yeah. Okay, not ferryman. Not ferryman, no, no, no. So, he had an appointment at midnight that night with a local ferryman to get back to the mainland. And many a man had fallen afoul of their own drunken timekeeping, only to be stranded on the island for days. That's going to be you. That's not going to happen to me. That's going to be you. That's not going to happen to me. You are a nightmare going places with. A nightmare? A yeah. nightmare going places yeah. with? You, you, what do you mean? No, if, if you have to travel somewhere time sensitive yeah. with you, uh, like, let's say, getting a flight or, or, or getting a train somewhere or something, you will not have anything planned for three weeks, a month in a row. And then for some reason, you will go on, like, the mother of all benders yeah. the night before yeah. the, the flight schedule. And won't be able to get out of it. No, and you'll go, oh, sorry, man, I, I really have to go. Why do you have to go? I really want to go. Yeah, which is, I, I mean, within my rights. Yeah, and then then you will turn up with seconds to go before the flight. Have I ever missed a flight? I'd say you you probably have missed one, have you? No, never, never. missed a flight. Have you never missed a flight? Never missed a flight. Jesus, Jesus. What time would you be at the airport then? Oh, two but, or three hours beforehand. You go in, you were five hours beforehand. Yeah, camping out. Yeah, camping outside. Relaxing, you know. People meet. thinking you're getting the iPhone, you're like, no, I'm just getting a flight there back to Dublin tomorrow. <laughs> Meeting a few people, you know. So, do you know, if I, if I really think of it, I'll do a bit of mystery shopping in the airport. Do you like to do that? I'll apply to do a little bit of mystery shopping. And what do you have to do? Just go in and like tell riddles and stuff? Or what? No, it d- <laughs> depends on the thing. Sometimes it's like go in, buy an item from, I don't know, Jor or something. Mm. Go in and uh, get a breakfast from Weatherspoons. Do you have experience. to wear like a Groucho Marx mask and stuff just so they won't know that you're like sent in there? So they don't tell you explicitly to do that. Mm. But I always feel like it helps the situation. Yeah, it really throws people off the scent, I imagine. Yeah, they really, they really can't figure it out. Also, some of the things you'd be buying would really, like, confuse the shit out of them. Yeah, what what kind of was the last stuff you bought up there? Oh, I had to buy a pregnancy test and a load of condoms. Yeah, and what did you have to do for the mystery shopping? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, boy! Come on, boy! Oh, my God. So, back to the story. So, Dennis, right. (laughs) So, as midnight approached, Pat said his goodbyes and wandered to the coast to await his lift. He sat patiently on some rocks by the shoreline, skimming stones to pass the time, when suddenly a light in the distant sky caught Pat's attention. Despite Ireland's neutrality in the Second World War, the last few years had made many accustomed to the sight of an off-course aircraft passing over the lonely night sky. And so too did Pat dismiss this craft as just that. Until where was it coming from, though? On the west, the west side, where would it be coming from? What do you mean? It's on the west coast of Ireland, isn't it? Yeah, flying yeah. over Ireland. Yeah, where's it going? America? No. Where's it's it going from? Coming, from? coming from the UK. 
Oh, so what? The UK, it's just flying around Ireland, is it? Yeah. Okay, okay. So it's oh, it's it's like flying out to sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, so he's seeing it on land. Like he's seeing it like fly towards the island. He, he's almost. on one of the Iron Islands. Yeah, Looking yeah. into Ireland. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. seeing one come out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think that is what's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. No, you seem very confident that that's what's happening. Yeah, that's, what, that's yeah. what's happening. I Also, I could see during that story, I could see you. I think it was at the point when you remembered you're going here soon. I could see you move forward in your seat and become a little more... Yeah, because I need to find out what island you're on. Put that to the back of your mind now and focus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get like full videos and everything when I'm out there. Like, okay, j- just in case anything spooky happens and we we'll post them up. Okay, so Pat, Pat dismissed this craft as just typical, you know, typical shit. Yeah, t- typical shit, <laughs> as is so often the case, until, until the craft began to fly in his direction. Almost certain that it was set to crash land, with the beach on which he was sat. Pat fled into some nearby brush, hoping to avoid whatever vehicle was hurtling towards him. However, when the craft got closer, he was surprised to see it slow down as it began to land gracefully. Oh no. Must be a glider or something, is it? Do you you think so? Yeah, it must be a glider. Is that what you're thinking? With an alien in it. Well, Well, listen, calm down. Okay. Don't get ahead of yourself now. Now that he got a better look at it, it also struck him as incredibly unusual. With an almost rectangular base, flanked by bright purple lights and topped with a silvery dome, it made a sound like a drill as it landed on the shoreline. That's quite creepy, actually, that sound. I like when there's unusual sounds associated with kind of alien stuff. So you were just picturing craft is coming down... What's the noise to you? What's it sounding like? Something along that. Which must be its anti-gravity propulsion system. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to guess it's anything. It's here that. we go. Here we go. You've, you've learned a lot in the last year. I have. I have. This time last year, if I was to bring this up to you, this noise to you, you wouldn't have had a clue. I wouldn't have a clue. You but now would... I have all this amazing information that I can use every day. Now you have the true technical terminology. And I would say a good working knowledge of how of how the craft maneuvers itself yeah, just as good as everyone else i'd say yeah you know what i have a terrible fear of what? is when planes are flying overhead and i'm convinced that they're crashing really Do you ever like uh be around in a city somewhere like uh, maybe cork back home and yeah. a plane flies particularly low and you're just like that's gone that, that's gone down that's gone down it's I'd, too low i'd say uh, i'll be honest with you i think it in london more, way more often than i think it back home i wonder as well like as a pilot Right now, obviously, there is a way of doing this. So, you know, questioning this is kind of even futile. Yeah. Could you imagine landing your first plane? Oh, like I, I have to get that out of my head sometimes when I'm when I'm in the back of a plane. Like you, you're assuming that the pilot is just like the perfect individual, but he's got some problems. Like, imagine this for you, right? Imagine you're taking off on a flight. Let's say it's a flight to Spain or something like that. So it's mm. it's not that long, long enough to like really. You'd be looking forward to the cart, like. Yeah, you'd be mulling stuff over in your brain, yeah. right? And imagine if as you're taking off, they, the captain goes, and I'd just like to say, you know how excited I am to be flying my first ever <laughs> commercial flight. Get me off. Get me off. Fucking <laughs> Would you really right be now. like, no, no. Get me. I think they should tell you. I think they should tell you or discount your tickets or something. Do you think so, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So, as we said, Dennis, it was a silvery domed object mm-hmm. coming down. 
and landing on the beach. And it made a drill noise as it was landing. Pat thought to himself, this was no spitfire for sure. But he was still thinking it was perhaps some form of foreign military craft. Wait, you're saying things like, you know, he thought it was no spitfire and all this, right? Yeah. Assuming that he knew what a spitfire was, which you know, he did, yeah. wouldn't be a crazy leap. But where where's this record? Are you making this up? Are you putting thoughts in this guy's head? No. But this is actually things that he was interviewed afterwards and like put down in a statement. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 100%. Because it sounds like a novel. No, no, no. I, that's just my writing. Okay. It's just that evocative. Okay, yeah, yeah. But he, he genuinely... That's one word for it, yeah. What's that supposed to mean? Don't, don't look so heartbroken. I meant What's to challenge that? you on he, this. No, he genuinely... You, if you let me finish, you, you were going to hear. But genuinely, he, <laughs> he, thought, he thought this is a plane landing first. Yeah. That's what he thought. Or a plane crashing. No, no I, un- I totally understand yeah. that. It just sounds like this is, this is like his diary or something. Like I, as, as it's happening in present time or something. So I, I don't get this. I'm being hauled, hauled over the coals for being too good at writing. That's what's happening no, here. No, no, no. What you're being That's hauled over for is for potentially making up things. I'm not making stuff up. Okay. This is, these are his thoughts interpreted through my writing okay so but but still retaining the truth and the spirit of them is there (laughs) (laughs) the spirit of them the spirit of them is intact have you got italian what is wrong why is your hand shaking at me like that i'm telling you the spirit the spirit of his thoughts okay i haven't changed an ounce of the spirit okay an ounce of the spirit that's great that is that is all i have brilliant no, I'm telling you. What do you, what do you think's wrong with this? I you know exactly what I think is wrong with this. <laughs> I don't. It's just you're inside your room at night and you're going, God, this sounds great. I'll just keep on writing thoughts inside this man's head. Th- no, no. So that's all I want to clear up. If you're just saying that this is all based on fact, this is that, based. That this guy said at one point, perfect. This is based on fact. Okay, and is fact. Yes, totally, absolutely, absolutely fact. Brilliant. So, it was at this point, right? Pat was thinking. <laughs> Pat was thinking, right? Perhaps this was some form of foreign military, which he hadn't encountered before. Mm-hmm. So he was thinking it's definitely not a Spitfire, but may- but he's still thinking. Oh well, it must be a terrestrial craft. Must be the Germans. And to be honest, there was a lot of Germans crash landed in in Ireland. Yeah, during World War Two. Yes. So, so he, he thought maybe this is, even though the, the war is just coming to an end, maybe it's like, maybe it's the remnants of, maybe it's a rogue German plane. Yeah, maybe this guy's trying to get out of there before the end of the war or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, so Pat's kind of open to, he, to what's going on here. So He's handling it very well. <laughs> he is, yeah, yeah. He, he is, he's handling it well up until now. Okay. Right, but I'm just saying, strap in. That's all I'm going to well, say. Well, I mean, he is hiding in a bush as well, so, I mean, well, it's 50-50. Yeah, but we'd all, we'd all do that. Yeah, we'd right. all do that. Just as Pat was considering approaching the vehicle, it lifted once more and made its way slightly further inland. So it just lifted clean up off the, off the ground. And Get land- in a better spot. Yeah, and landed a bit further in ground. Although still within clear sight of Pat, he continued to hide as a hatch slid open on the side of the craft. He peeked out, anxious to see the uniforms of the servicemen inside. However, he nearly fainted 
when he saw what emerged from the craft were no servicemen indeed, but some form of unearthly being which Pat had never witnessed before. Oh no, I can't believe it. Well, what was the description of these beings? His description was standard UFO stuff. Standard, really. oh come on, he had no description of them, he just said they're unearthly. Small. Is this the middle of the night? This is midnight. Yeah. Your man's been drinking all day in the Ireland. No, 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 because if you remember, mm. I said he hadn't been drinking that much. <laughs> okay, alright, but back then not that much, it was probably like, what, 10 points of stuff? No, no, he hadn't been drinking that much at all because he was worried about missing the ferryman. Okay, all right. And he said that as well, I suppose, did he? He definitely said that. Okay, well, is Pat still alive? Hardly. He's not alive anymore, unfortunately. R.P. Pat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Get that on a t-shirt. Okay, so he's been drinking for most of the day. He's at, he's in one or two. And he's waiting for a ferry. Wait, wait, he's waiting for a ferry man wait, you said it sounded like you were drinking he's at work he's at work he's at work, he's at work too but he's waiting for a ferry man okay we've all been there a friend of mine before we were trying to get into a club in Cork and we were really young and he was absolutely twisted drunk so mm. he was I think going to college in Limerick at the time and we said look it's not like Limerick no right we can just waddle in any yeah. state like you gotta have your little thing for the bouncers it's like a little game we play just they're gonna ask you how much you had to drink and just say one or two, right? And you'll get in, right? And he goes, okay, grand, whatever. So we go up to the bouncer. We've been lining up for absolutely ages. And the bouncer goes, how much are you after drinking? And he goes, two or 12. For decades, nightclub bouncers were the muscle men in black who let their fists do all the talking. I broke more jaws than fucking Valentino broke hearts. But times have changed. If someone was to come to me and say, do you supply bouncers? I would say no. He didn't have much of a description, if I'm being honest, okay. of, of the lads. Or it, it was small, weirdly shaped, big heads, kind of, you know, uniform. So people from the west of Ireland, basically. No, no. I think something to keep in mind as well. Something to keep in mind of his, um, of his, his like shock and maybe difficulty in describing these entities is two things. One, like you said, it's at night. Mm-hmm. Fine. Two, this is 1945. A man from Connemara in 1945. So he may lack the vocabulary to accurately describe, like, let's say, a grey alien. But he knows what a Spitfire is. Yeah, of course he does. Okay. They were all over the news, Dennis. Yeah, but wouldn't, wouldn't I mean, the aliens be popularised in Ireland at the time, surely? No. No? No. Banshees, no fairies and stuff like that. They're That's all it. Over That's the where it stopped. Yeah. But no one was reading any pulp novels about aliens or anything like that. No. I think, actually, if I remember correctly, De Valera banned aliens. He would, yeah. He banned the talk of aliens. Just answer the crossroads. No yeah. aliens. <laughs> he said specifically, no UFOs at the crossroads. <laughs> that, was, that was one of his big things. So, he watched, Pat watched, as the small extraterrestrials exited the craft and made their way down to the shore. Hold, hold on, though. You're saying no. You're saying Pat watched the extraterrestrials. Yeah, but are we are we saying no? They're aliens. But he didn't. He, he didn't. no. He he definitively said they weren't human beings. Okay, fine. Definitively said that. He uh, he didn't have a great description of them, but he 100 percent said these are not humans. Yeah, but no. Like, if there was a murder case, let's say, right, yeah, and your your best witness, right, was a man who's been drinking all day, lying in a bush. A man, a man who's had one or two pints. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's seen. Please, Dennis, don't speak ill of the dead. He's seen R.I.P. Pat. Pat. <laughs> he's seen he's seen aliens. He's in a bush, 
at night and he's been drinking and that's that's your key witness he's had one or two he's had one or two but his wits are still there he's razor sharp he's <laughs> yeah razor sharp he's razor sharp man he knows what he's seeing yeah sharp as butter right so he watched he watched as the small extraterrestrials exited the craft and made their way <laughs> and went for a few points <laughs> oh shut up um the, and made, that would be a great Guinness advert. That yeah, would. Yeah. Uh, exited the craft and made their way down to the shoreline. He claimed that they began picking up bits of seaweed and placing them into beakers, as well as collecting samples of seawater into little vials. As if this wasn't terrifying enough, at one stage, unprompted, the beings both turned quickly and glared directly in Pat's direction. He claimed he knew they could tell he was there, but only observed him to see if he would keep his distance or attempt to approach them. Um, so I'm thinking they probably have some sort of infrared vision, perhaps. Okay, fair. Yeah. Him. Or else maybe there's a guy back in the UFO, he just scanned the area and he said, said, we've got a being. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I Watch reckon that's guys. what happened. Right, I'm about to tell you something that I read very, very quickly, and okay. I have no idea whether it's true or not. Okay, right, so yeah. but it is kind of cool. Back in when they were making Predator, did you hear about this? No, with the Predator Vision. So back when they were playing yeah. uh, Predator, right? The Predator can see in what looks like infrared vision, mm-hmm. but if you're in the jungle, right, where they're hunting around, everything is quite hot, so the infrared vision doesn't work. Right, okay. So you can't pick up on just human life forms or whatever. There's just too much interaction there. It doesn't work as well. Yeah. So then the, in the movie, they had to come up with this other vision that was basically predator vision that would, you know, get around this mm. kind of this hole in the plot or whatever. Yeah. Then the U.S. Army said, yeah, this is a good idea. We should do this. And they started developing a technology that would like work in hot places like that, but still give them infrared of human beings and whatever. Really? And this is, this is where it could be complete lies. Okay. But you know the Predator drone? Yeah. That's directly named after the movie. Because no, of that, that can't be true. Yeah. Is that true? <laughs> I don't know. This is what I read. This is what I, read. I don't know if it's true or not. I, ne- I haven't fact-checked that. I just read it and I thought it was cool. Uh, well, you know me, Dennis. Come back to me when you have the facts. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm, I shouldn't I shouldn't have thrown it up willy-nilly like that. Yeah. should have done my research. I don't get why. Why do you bring this this nonsense But, but I will say, I will say, right? Yeah. The guy who wrote it, right? He was only after having a couple of points that day. Okay. Right. He was oh. hiding in a bush. Fine. Okay. Right. And you know he's a reliable witness. But but honestly, I did read that. So. I, uh, well, you know, based on the other information you gave me, I'm willing to go with it. Mm. I'm willing to believe it then. Right. Once the beings, Dennis, after they'd picked up their their samples of the Aran Islands, once they completed collecting those, they returned to their ship and left as quickly as they had come. Still in shock from the incident. Pat stayed frozen in fear, where he crouched hid in the bush, until brought back to earth by the sloshing of the ferryman as he rode near the shore. As he approached, he asked Pat if he'd seen a ghost, as he looked so white. Soon after this, Pat would move to London, and rarely speak of the event ever again. Until, that is, on one chance visit home in 1976, when he would write a letter to researcher Larry Manny confiding the story to him. Although he refused to give his real name, the researcher did meet and corroborate the story with the man. And to this day, the Aran Island alien remains unexplained. 
Well, have I got a surprise for you? Because I think I know what happened. You've got Pat here. I know. <laughs> Pat is in here tonight. <laughs> Pat. We've resurrected him. He's been melted out of his cryogenically frozen freezer place. Yeah. And he's here tonight to talk to us about the event. <laughs> no, even better. Even better. Okay, okay. I know why the aliens were there. Go on. I want you to use your knowledge that you've given me in the last 40-something episodes to figure out my theory. What were those aliens doing? Okay. And why would they land there? Why would they land there? And it's linked to another episode that we've done. A recent episode? Uh, pretty recent, yeah. Pretty recent. Is it the? Uh, is it linked to Moutinho? No, the it's Brazil- not no? linked to the Brazilian alien. Okay. No. Okay, a recent episode. They've landed on the Aran Islands. Mm-hmm. They're there picking up these samples. Jeez. Yeah. Um, Are there any other mysterious islands around Ireland? <gasps> they were looking for High Brazil. Yes, they there were looking we for High Brazil, but they arrived at the wrong time. There they we got go. it wrong, so it wasn't they, they couldn't find it. Yeah. And they didn't want to waste their mission. And so they said, look, we'll go down and take the samples anyway. I know we shouldn't, but we will because we can't do it with the cloak. We don't know where the cloaked island is. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they go down, they take the stuff, and they're like, oh my God, we've been spotted. And then they took off. Do you know what? That explains perfectly as well why they landed first. Because mm-hmm. they're probably like, oh, the GPS says it should be here, the parking lot. Yeah. And then they move on further. Yeah, and they're like, where are the boys? Why aren't yeah. they coming out to meet us or whatever? No, if you haven't listened to that episode, go have a, a listen. But it's basically about this island that appears only every seven years, 300 kilometers off the coast of Ireland. Yeah. And I think they picked the wrong year and they, they couldn't land in it. And some people think that it's actually a research base for aliens and time travelers. So, I mean, come on. Most people would think that. Most I'd say, people, I'd yeah. Say. Most people who know about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Dennis, got reactions on the story? Got reaction? I think there's a possibility it happened. I think that I'm going to have to wait for a ferryman next Friday. Are you, are you a little spooked? I'm a little spooked. I am a little spooked, to be quite honest. I really hope I get out of there before it's dark. Uh, I honestly, when I was researching this, I just thought the story was so evocative of that like period of Ireland. Just the idea of somebody like that, somebody like my granddad, mm-hmm. seeing a, a UFO. He, he, would have no, he would have had no conception of any, yeah. any of the individual elements of it. So it just blows my mind that this man had an experience like that. And, you know, you can imagine him as well in, like, you know, that kind of black garb, you know, like itchy clothing almost. Yeah, yeah. And, like, big Wellington boots just going around, stepping in peat and stuff, and then an alien comes down. He, yeah, having maybe had a bit of pochine or something. Yeah. And, yeah. Or, no, everyone says it's pochine when he tells them. Isn't it weird, though, with Ireland, the way that you said yourself, like, up until that point, there's no real, like, cultural... Up until that point, there's no like cultural infestation of aliens mm. and stuff like that. So then there isn't that many UFO sightings. Yeah. But then in like America, there's loads of UFO sightings because of how culturally important aliens are. So you think that it's just it's just people basically just imaginations going wild. Well, here's something else for you. This is like twenty something years before Roswell. Mm. So this would be his description of those like those kind of grey like aliens. Yeah. You, you know, like that that kind of idea of the when, when was Roswell? Shit. Uh, 1960. Oh, it's definitely 1960s. And when did he write the letter? Uh, well, he wrote. It's not important where he wrote the letter. <laughs> no, it is but very he, important. He saw it. It's very important. But he, he wrote saw the letter. it. He saw it in 1945. So he, but he wrote it in the 1970s. Yeah. So he could have been very much influenced by. No, but he wasn't. Roswell. He wasn't. Oh, but he wasn't. Okay. He sorry. wasn't. Okay. Because okay. it was 1945. R.I.P. Pat. But just but just the idea of Pat R.I.P. seeing these. Seeing these aliens before he was even consciously aware of what they might have been, mm-hmm. it must have blown his mind. Yeah, no, I think it did, yeah. 
I, completely did. I think I think it's very cool having aliens interacting with Pete Bog Ireland yeah. at, that, at that point. Is it the main island that he went to? Is that or do we he, know? he wouldn't specify because he, he wanted to to keep his identity. Okay, um, I assume it was. It's probably the main one. If there's a ferry going back at twelve, it must be. It must be where they're all going out. We'll see. We'll see. But Dennis, well, I'll see Friday because that's why I want to. I want to find out. I hope it's one of the the minor islands. Before we wrap up, Dennis, we'll just run you through a few theories quickly. Two. Okay, so first theory it was fairies. It's fairies. It was fairies. Are, are you just you, have you just written theory and then like dash fairies? Second theory. <laughs> There's a bunch of banshees. Bunch of banshees. Because for a long time in this episode, you were saying the banshee. But this was a Singular. bunch of them. A bunch of them. Because it was around Christmas. So maybe they were doing, or like Christmas drinks or something. Oh, right. They're all just getting they're together. They're on their work too. Yeah. yeah people come back from, banshees come back from New Zealand and America. And That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Uh, ne- next, this is actually a theory that I've, I've put forward. Mm-hmm. Is that what he witnessed was the bell the German prototype. The supersonic rocket thing. No, no. Uh, hang on. So you're, you're saying it's not aliens? Potentially not. Oh, well, I didn't think you'd lean away from but, aliens. But what this. he saw was this, which is a real thing that the, that the Nazis tried to develop. What is it? It's a giant hover. It looks exactly like a bell for anyone who's yeah. wondering. It's got it, loads of swastikas all over it. Yeah. And it's... Um, Floating around. Yeah, so it's... Uh, looks like uh, kind of a, a a short, fat Dalek. Yeah, no, it does look like that. Mm. It does look like that. So so, the, so you think they saw that? Well, that, that's one of the... One, that's the theory I put forward in terms of if you want to keep it terrestrial, maybe he have, saw... Have they found any of those? Like, were those bells found after World War II? No, just the um, just, just the, the designs for them, I think. They yeah. probably, probably dropped into the water somewhere around Ireland anyway. Probably didn't make it back. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. So, uh, you you think that's probably the strongest theory? That's the one you put forward. Well, because um, this is called what aliens on the Ireland. That's just one I've introduced. But really, if I'm if I'm being honest with you, the theory I probably lean on most is that it's a UFO with aliens inside. So you're you're convinced then that it is aliens. You like the Bell one from the Germans, but you think that it's it's aliens. I think hand on heart, if I think about the man that Pat was, R.I.P. I think it was aliens. And if you are out there today, Pat's family, because you know who he is, right? you know, you probably have the letter in, in your possession. I want you to contact us at unexplainedlegends at gmail.com. Get in touch and tell us what a bang up job we've done <laughs> of keeping Pat's memory alive. And making up half of it. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I've been Dennis Len. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else at Dennis Len 3D. And over there is Roger O'Sullivan. And you can find me at Roger O'Comedy on Instagram or at Roger O'Sullivan on Twitter. And don't forget to follow us on YouTube as well as um, as we're putting up a few more videos on there and they're getting a lot of traction. A lot of traction. We're attracting a lot of new people as well. I want to say hello to all our listeners all over the world. We've got loads of Americans listening, loads of Irish people, loads of UK. We've got Swedish people. We've got some people in South America. We've got some people in Australia. We've got people in the Middle East everywhere. Um, and I'd just like to say thank you very much. And you know what? If you've got, if you're listening on Spotify, you're listening on Apple Music Podcasts, whatever it's called, give us an old review. Yeah, you're, you're still ticking along. We get, we get, we get one hero coming in. Maybe every episode just going boop boop, and then we get like six or seven of them. And uh, keep it going for us because it keeps us alive. It doesn't hurt anything. To, it doesn't hurt you to, to give us five stars, but it means oh, a lot to us. Exactly. So, on, on the back of that, love you. Bye. Earthling, hiding behind that bush. 
Do you know anywhere good for a pint around here? A proper local, not just a tourist trap, please.